Okay, welcome to the first episode. The first episode? What am I saying? Um, no, we're far past that. Welcome to the 39th chapter of A Good Kind of Trouble. I'm sorry, guys. Um, that was not intended, but it happened. So this um, chapter name is called Silent Protest. When we get outside, there's a large group of people chanting and holding up signs blocking our way. A woman with a, me- a megaphone is yelling about justice. I've never seen so many angry faces, and even though I know none of them are mad at me, it still feels scary to be surrounded by all the anger and yelling. Mama grips my hand. No justice, no peace. A bunch of people shut out. A loud crash makes me jump. Someone threw a rock through a store window when I squeezed tight to Mama. I'm not used to feeling so small, like I'm getting swallowed. Everyone is jostling and trying to get closer to the entrance of the mall, and Mama and I can barely get through. This is the first time I've seen a protest up close. On the news, it seemed like it would be exciting, but this is scary. Someone shoves me, and it makes me lose my grip on Mama's hand. Mama, I shout. I look around and don't see her, just a sea of frowning faces. Mama, I call again, and then she's there, grabbing my hand. Come on, she says, just about yanking me through the people to get to the parking lot. We crunch over the glass, covering the sidewalk. Mama and I rush to the car, but after she shoves her bags in the trunk and climbs into the car, she just sits there without turning on the engine. For a few seconds, all I hear is both of us breathing hard. Then she turns on the car when we pull out the lot. Police officers are arguing with the protesters and tell the man, sorry. Police officers are arguing with the protesters and a tall man with dreads and his hands handcuffed behind him. He's getting arrested? I've never seen someone in handcuffs except on television. I guess they think he's the one who broke that window. I chew on my lip not knowing what to say. Mama tunes the radio to a news station. Hear a bunch of confusion trial talk. What are closing arguments? I ask. It means they're close to the end, Mama says. With the protesters outside, I thought maybe the verdict had already come out. She wipes sweat off her forehead. You thought she was found innocent? I can't keep the shock off my voice. Mama doesn't answer, which is the same as saying yes. But that won't happen, will it? I ask. No one knows, baby. But I know folk are staring to worry. Uh, folks are starting to worry. And that makes them scared and angry. When we get back home, I do not do what to do with myself. I don't feel like calling Isabella anymore. I don't feel, and I feel mis. I don't want to do anything really, except sit in my room and feel miserable. That protest was awful and the trial isn't even over. I can't imagine how bad it would be if the police officer found it not guilty. Hannah busts into my room without knocking. Stop moping around, she says. It's driving everybody crazy. There's too much going on in the world for you to be acting like some big baby. I'm not, I shout. Excuse you, Hannah says, taking a step forward like she's going to punch me. Fine, I say. Sorry. She comes all the way into my room and sits next to me on my bed. Junior high is the worst. Trust me, I remember. But that doesn't mean you can ignore everything else. I'm not, Hannah. It's just, Mama and I saw a protest. I go up thinking about it. I don't want the officer to get off, but everyone was so angry and someone broke a window. Hannah nods. Yeah, me and Raina were talking about how bad things are getting. They were almost the right at the last Black Lives Matter rally when a bunch of people started shouting against us. But stuff like that can make it seem like our movements is just about spreading violence. Are we spreading violence? I don't want the answer to be yes, even though I know we have plenty to be mad about. Hannah doesn't answer right away. She looks angry, but Hannah usually looks like that, so it's hard to know what it means. No, she finally says, but it can be hard to stay calm, and sometimes it feels like, like people don't care about us, or act like they have been afraid of us, or maybe want to control us. 
She adjusts her ponytail and looks like she's thinking hard. When a black person gets shot and nothing happens, it's like we don't matter. And that makes me angry. And yeah, it makes me want to do something violent, make some noise, get attention. I want a scholarship to play basketball next year. It's not fair that I have to take some schools off my list because I want to be afraid to live there. I don't know if a lot of white students have to worry about that. It's the first time I've seen Hannah look more scared than angry. Makes the whole thing with Julia and Isabella seem not all that important, which I guess is Hannah's point. <clears throat> I guess I have been a little whiny, I say softly. I bite my bottom lip. I wish I had been an eraser that could just wipe away all the bad feelings. It's okay, Hannah says, bumping me with her shoulder. I probably whined a little at your age. Hannah stares at me for a second, tapping her fingers together, and then says, Hey, you want to come with me to a rally at UCLA? Do you think it'll get violent? I don't think so. Not this one. This one is special. And I think it's time you started seeing what all this is about. If Mama will let me, I say. Let's go, ask, Hannah says, and we both go to find her. I don't know, Mama says at first. Daddy puts his arm around his short shoulders. I think it's a good idea. In fact, I think we all need to go. In the car, Hannah tells us it's going to be a silent protest. I'm not sure what that means. Seems like if we want anyone to pay attention, we have to yell and scream. But that's because I don't know there are all different sorts of noise. Daddy parks in a big parking garage, and when we get out of the car, I see him and Mama exchange looks back and forth. Mama comes over and grips my hand. It reminds me of when I was little, and we'd walk to the library or be in the market, and she'd hold my hand so tight, making sure she didn't lose me. Hannah gets a sign out of the trunk. It says, stand with us or stand out of the way. She hands me the sign I made that says, we matter. Over and over and over again in a bunch of different colors and with glitter sprinkled all over. I'm really proud of it. We start walking to Westward and all I hear is cars swooshing by. Even though we haven't met up with the other marchers, it's like we're already doing the silent protest because no one says anything, but we're walking pretty fast. We turn the corner and there's a whole bunch of people holding candles and signs. Hannah is like a pro. She knows right where to go for us to get candles and then she's, he has us stand with the big group and she does what it, without saying anything. I don't get a candle because I have my poster in one hand and I'm gripping Mama with my other one. My cheeks are cold but I brought gloves so my hands are warm. And we start marching. We fill out the whole side of the street. Cars that want to go by, go by past us really slowly and no one says a word. That's when I find out how loud silence can be. Hundreds of people walking together carrying candles and signs but not saying one single word. Let me tell you, that's louder than anything. There are, poor, there are posters of Trayvon Martin and Philado Castle and Alden Sterling and Michael Brown and Tamara Rice and Stephen Clark and a bunch more people who lost their lives. Too many. I get an awful lump in my throat seeing those faces. Most of them look really young. Mama keeps wiping away tears and squeezing my hand tight. Few people honk their horns at us, but I'm sure if they're on our side or against us. Some people shy. All lives matter, and I know they're against us. For real, I keep looking at those posters of the, of the people who got killed and looking at my daddy and my mouth goes dry. It's like trying to suck dirt. Not all the people we're walking are black, not by mile, but it's still the biggest group of black people I've ever been with and counting our family reunion in Atlanta that sunny summer. Although it's for a sad reason and there are a lot of angry faces, it feels good to be part of something, to belong. Lots of police officers watch us Lots of police officers watch us, and I wonder if they feel sad about the posters, too, or if they're angry at us for marching. Some new reporters are there, but every time they try to stick a microphone in someone's face, the person just waves them away. 
When I was in first grade, our teacher would have to play the silent game. We had to see how long we could go without saying a word. Now that I'm older, I know we're just trying to have a few moments of peace. We never stayed quiet for too long. Something about not being able to talk always gave somebody the giggles. But tonight, it's too hard to stay quiet, and for sure, I don't feel like giggling. We marched from Westwood all the way up the hill to UCLA's campus. And then all of us, the huge group of people, stand there quiet, holding candles, holding hands, and swaying like we all hear the same song. Even though it's for a sad reason, it's sort of beautiful. Then one boy starts singing, low and quiet. We shall overcome, she sings, and everyone who knows the words starts singing too. When the song is over, we blow our candles out, and I can tell the protest is over. My family is pretty solemn on the way home, and it's like no one wants to be the first to break the silence. But then Daddy clears his throat. How about some ice cream, he asks. The only answer to the question is a big fat yes. I get a double scoop of pistachio, and Hannah gets her boring chocolate chip, and Daddy gets cake batter with cookie pieces crumbled on it. Lord, you all make my mouth uh, hurt just thinking about all that sugar, Mama says, and she orders a small mango sorbet. We sit inside, and it's like we're sitting inside a scoop of ice cream. It smells so sweet. You can let the problems of the world stop from enjoying life, Daddy says with his mouth full of ice cream. Mama gives one of her sweet looks for the usually make me and Hannah roll our eyeballs right in front of our hands, but tonight we let her get away with it. Then Daddy reaches over and grips Hannah's hand. You and your friends need to be careful out of these streets, you hear me? You can't be giving anybody a reason to hassle you. Like they need a reason, Hannah says, licking a drip of ice cream off her cone. Did you hear what I said? Daddy's voice has that uh, serious edge that means you best pay attention. Okay, Hannah says in a quiet voice. When we get home, I write all the things I observed at, mar at the march. When the, when the phone rings, I don't even think about it before picking up. I'm completely ready to stop being angry at my friends. Hello? Oh, hey, um, Shayla, this is a, this is, hi, Tyler. I cut him off like he is short. Oh, yeah, hey. Hey, hey, um, yeah, you recognize my voice, huh? Something like that, I say, starting to bite a hanging nail. What's up? Yeah, uh, well, I've been hanging out with the boys, you know, just, um, doing stuff. And, well, I, I've been kind of been thinking about you, you know, wondering what you were doing. Not much, I say. Then these big pot of nothing, and I wait for Tyler to think of something else to say. I can hear him breathing. One of us has to say something. Oh, I want you to march for Black Lives Matter. That sounds cool. Tyler says, relieved that he um, has something to say, but I don't want to start talking Tyler in any type of way. Yeah, it was, I say. Hey, I gotta go. Okay, but um, what I wanted to ask you, I mean, real quick, just wanted to know, uh, he pauses for a minute. I sputter out, I'll talk to you at school and hang up. For the rest of the vacation, I don't answer the phone and my parents are under direct instructions to say I'm busy if Tyler calls again. Mama says a boy doesn't have any business calling me anyway. I don't want to tell my friends about Tyler calling because they will just let us back on the dance and that will make me mad all over again. Daddy asked me very sarcastically, is there anyone you are talking to? I don't even bother answering him. This is in her observations notebook. Silence can be super loud.